Go. Hi, this is Renee Brent from Renee Brent Hypnosis. You're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) All right, I'll be right back. I got to hit stop. All right. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Chris Reed, thank you so much for being on Vroom Vroom Veer and welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going fantastic, Jeff. Thanks very much for having me. So let's talk a little bit about, well, first off, you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about you and your business and what you've got going on. You're at ArdorSEO.com, so I take it it has something to do with SEO. But uh, That is me. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Talk a little bit about uh, what's exciting to you and your business today. Uh, yeah, so we do digital marketing. You you Google the coolest guy in SEO and you'll see me. That's me. Uh, <laughs> All right. I like it. We, we, we specialize in helping, helping companies make more money through the power of the internet. I love it. Yes. So, and yeah, it's, it's, go ahead. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's a industry that's really dynamic and changes all the time. So, you know, I'm constantly reading, learning, testing, you know, it's, it's, Keeps you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, keeping up. I, I played around with being a blogger for a while. And uh, whenever you learn something about SEO, it's 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 definitely got a shelf life, right? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. <laughs> Google will, has it this way of uh, changing its algorithms. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they sure do, man. They've they've had some woozies over the years. Yeah, and then you're like, ah, everything we did sucks now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and heck, they they've even done algorithm changes where they didn't see things coming. You know, like uh, their penguin update a couple of years back. I remember like, the that, penguin update. Yes, I was. I was deep oh. into web pages then. Yeah, that really sent shivers down the every SEO's spine. You know, when you could suddenly get penalized from backlinks, but wow. it, uh, it it generated this whole new industry called negative SEO. You know, you could you could build backlinks to a competitor and get them penalized, wow. which Google <laughs> did not see coming. You know? <laughs> wow! Now that's something that you have to be extra evil to even think yeah. about. <laughs> Yeah, real terrible people, but right, you know, it, right. it still happens today. But it's, sure, yeah, they're they're much more on the game, so they try and protect people. Yeah, they okay. So let's go back in time and and talk about the Chris Reed uh, superhero origin story because you know you're rich and famous and cool now, and you ride your motorcycle, <laughs> right? And, I and, do ride a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where are you in the world right now? I'm actually in uh, Phnom Penh in Cambodia. Oh, nice. Uh, this is where I spend most of my time, although I was in uh, Thailand last month and I'm um, going to uh, Vietnam, so I go on tomorrow. Wow. So I, I, I flit around Southeast Asia a fair bit. Nice. Wow. So uh, are you getting ready to leave because it's going to get hot pretty soon? Oh, it's it's already hot. It's yeah. always hot. You wake <laughs> up in the morning, it's hot. You go to bed at night, it's hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's always hot. So screw it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, 
you like the heat, this is the place to be. Gotcha. But you were actually uh, born and raised in Brisbane, Australia. So talk a little bit about what it was like growing up a country boy in Brisbane. Yeah, well, I actually grew up in the sticks out past Brisbane. I grew up wow. as a total hick. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, nice. Eventually, someone convinced me that uh, computers are a good thing. And so I moved to the Big Smoke and uh, studied software engineering and became a became a computer geek. Sure. And uh, my first job in in the in the Big Smoke, it was this guy that uh, I worked with, and we'd have lunch every day. And he was from London, and he used to just tell me stories about London all the time. And I was like, "Wow, this place sounds amazing! Like yeah. I'd never heard of London before." Sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. And so I went screw it, I packed my bags, and over I went. And yeah, this was before the financial crisis. So everywhere was rich and everyone, there was money floating around and oh, big yeah. software projects. And yeah, I got to work on the biggest software project in Europe for a huge bank uh, in the square mile, which is like the Wall Street of Europe. Mm-hmm. It was really awesome. It was so cool. And you were still uh, a software engineer at that point? Yeah, I was a software engineer, and we got—I right. got to hang out with all the bankers who were making the ridiculous amounts of money, mm. and you know, the hopefully parties. they were buying lunch. Oh yeah, man! <laughs> the parties after work, you know, like champagne and who knows what else getting passed around. It was <laughs> a lot of fun. Think Wolf of Wall Street, right? Like pretty, throwing pretty much, pretty th- much throwing midgets around and. <laughs> and man, there was just so much money. You got young guys getting paid ridiculous, and. Then came the global financial crisis, and it shattered everyone's world. You know, right, the, right. Yeah, it's, it's that weird we that, on. and you were in it, and you were working with other bankers, right? And everybody still thinks bankers are evil. But, you know, they didn't see it coming. They, they did not if see they, it coming. If they're the masterminds, then they would have, you know, had a lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 probably the really evil people at the very top they probably knew something right they, you know the the mediocre evil people in the middle they had no idea <laughs> <laughs> those that's rookie evil numbers you got to bump up those yeah. numbers <laughs> but, you know, like to make it worse like so i lost my job uh, right the project that i was working on got you canceled. and everybody else yeah yeah and even the people that kept their jobs in the software they they all got pay cuts. You know, it's like, of course. And then like places like Barclays, I had a few friends that kept their jobs at Barclays. They got a big fine for, uh, you know, doing bad things, manip- manipulating the LIBOR index, which is like the, uh, mortgage rates into, into, into city banking loans. And Barclays got this huge billion pound fine, however many billions and all the software developers got a pay cut again. And it's like, <laughs> The jerks at the top that are doing this. And <laughs> I noticed that, like, that is not just specific to banking. Okay, so let me let me back up. So, what what I've always I've been a computer geek for quite a while too. I was like a computer geek in the Air Force, but I was always I never worked in sort of like computer geek front office, right, or like where all the other geeks are. So. I've never done that. Yeah. I I was always like the, the, the geek out there in the work center with people that weren't nerds, right? Like Mm -hmm. say contracting officers or engineers or, you know, somebody else was running the show there as far as like specialty went. So that's Mm -hmm. what, that's the situation you were in. You were a software engineer 
amongst a bunch of bankers, right? And there was well, a, there was a few was, software engineers, right? There was four hundred software engineers. Holy so, yeah. cow! <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty big project. <laughs> right, right. Wow. Holy cow! But still, there's way more bankers than software engineers, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right, and We're providing the service for them. Yeah, and the the thing is, is I like to say in every work scenario, there's like the rock stars and then the shoe salesman. So in that scenario, the bankers were the rock stars. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. everybody else is the shoe salesman. <laughs> in the yeah. Air Force, the pilots are the rock stars. And everybody else are like ballast or, you know, wheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I can, it totally makes sense when it's like, oh, bankers screwed up. Fuck those other guys. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is paying for it. That's right. That's right. Okay. So that's a really good setup. So now you are jobless. And uh, yep. did you stay in London or what was uh, your so next I, move? Uh, I I had a, a plane ticket booked to uh, back to Australia for Christmas just randomly. I hadn't been to Australia for three years. And uh, to change my ticket cost like 800 pounds. And I was like, man, you can travel a long way on 800 pounds. And so I thought, well, I'm not in any hurry. I'll see if I can get to Australia via land. And so I uh, oh, wow. I, 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 I went right through uh, uh, Europe and then through Russia and down through China. And, yeah, it was a hell of a trip. My uh, goodness. Eventually, eventually made my way to Australia, uh, hung out there for a while. And as I'd always worked in finance, uh, they always build desktop applications. Okay. And I wanted to, like, work out how the web worked. And so I wanted to build, like, a web application. And so I started building this online game, you know, really just to learn how you do these sort of different programs. Okay. And I was having a, having a lot of fun just, you know, programming at night, you know, cranking some Van Halen, drinking lots of coffee, being like a super geek. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, as the, as the uh, game started to be workable and playable, I thought, well, how the heck do you get people to a website to actually play a game? Mm, and so right. I started learning about digital marketing and SEO. And uh, then my, my girlfriend at the time, uh, she was from Russia. And she said, oh, you want to move to Russia? I said, like, sure, why not? I've got nothing else to do. Okay. And, uh, so we moved to <laughs> Moscow. Wow. And, and, you know, I didn't speak Russian at the time. So I thought, how the hell am I going to get a job? Which was impossible. And so I thought, well, maybe I can make some money on this digital marketing stuff. Okay. And turns out I could. Wow. And got real good at it. <laughs> really? Well, how yeah. did that how did that play out? Did you just start like was it one you were going like to businesses and offering SEO services at that point? Or Yeah, so what? I wasn't I wasn't really very serious at it to start with because sure. uh, you know, I had money to you know, tie me through, so it wasn't like I really need to eat. It's just kind of like, oh, I've got to do something. I'm bored, and, I need uh, something to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. One thing that, like, just I thought was amazing was uh, Larry Page, the co-founder of Google. He invented the PageRank algorithm, which is how Google works. Right. Which is basically he surmised that if you write a book and everyone else that writes a book in that niche references your book, then you must be the authority. Right. So you're number one. Well, it must be the yeah, it must be the same with websites. If you build okay. a website and everyone else links to your website, well, you must be the authority and you should rank number one. And that's the 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 basics of how Google worked today. Okay. If you add links to a website, it goes up in ranking. I thought, mm. wow, that's really cool. 
And so I, I built software to organize a massive link network, basically, so guys could had links to websites and you know i was just like awesome you know you just click here and click here and make a link to that website and boom it goes up in google it's amazing right (laughs) Right. okay all right so this was like the very beginning yeah and so you know with my language skills being rudimentary i wasn't really able to work there so i started reaching out to you know my brethren's in brisbane and you know, who, who needs links more than anyone else is SEO companies. So I started speaking with SEO companies and going, well, do you need links for your customers? And they went, hell yeah. Mm. So, you know, and the great thing is, you know, if you get one like a retail customer, they have one website. You know, if you have, if you get an SEO company as a customer, well, they might have a hundred websites. <laughs> yeah. So they need a wow. lot more links. So, right. Yeah, that was, that, w- that worked out to be a very good decision. Yeah. So how long did that trick work? Because I, I know there's a veer in there somewhere because I know, like we said in the beginning, that uh, in, in SEO land, uh, Google has a chance or has a, a thing, like a, a way of changing the rules. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you might, you might men- remember I just mentioned the penguin update. Right. Well, that, that nearly destroyed my life. <laughs> 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 and when did the penguin update come out? I, I don't remember so, the exact date. It was like a 2010. 2002, no, oh, it was like 2002. Oh, wow. 2002. Uh, 2012, 12, sorry. 12. 12. Not okay. two. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So not that long ago. You know, I'd, uh, I just moved to the Philippines to go and live out my life on a beach. Yeah. And, you know, counting all my dollar bills. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Google come and laid the smack down on me. I went, oh, Jesus, this is not good. Wow. And and it's okay. We uh, yeah, grew up a bit and became a, a real real company. So, yeah, it's, it's, it worked out good in the end, you know. Wow. So, basically, you had to, uh, what, like redo? Uh, what? So, what, what Google's trying to do, right, is provide a good user experience. They yeah. want to make sure the searcher has a... a they want their ranks to be authentic. The, yeah, it gets the yeah. information they want. And so, they look for quality. And so, we had to pick up our game and provide much better quality, mm-hmm. you know, much better quality links, much better quality sites. And that's what we do. And to tell you the truth, now every update that comes out, I love it. You know, it weeds out more of the rubbish and, you know, our guys go up better. Yeah, Because yeah. we spend a lot of time on that quality and continually work on that, you know, and it, it's harder and harder because like digital marketing gets more and more valuable. There's more websites getting built all the time, more companies coming out. They're all still chasing the same amount of keywords, really. Right. So it just gets more valuable and the more valuable something is, the more people want to chase it, you know? Right, right. Well, I like all of that, but I there's there's some like travel and craziness stories that I just have to get to. If you don't mind. Oh, please. Go for, go for it. <laughs> so let's talk about when you got arrested by corrupt police in Bulgaria, because <laughs> that, that sounds like uh, an interesting story. So do a little setup and then take us to the moment. Yeah. So uh, I was traveling with my friend. We, uh, we, booked a, we booked a flight to Budapest in Hungary and a, book, a trip home from uh, Istanbul in Turkey. Thought, yeah, okay, and we'll travel by land through there. And we took trains along and we got to Sofia in Bulgaria. 
and then uh, took a drunken trip to the Black Sea to this town called Burgas. And uh, I speak Russian, so uh, Bulgarian is a Slavic language, so you can get al- get along and you can understand each other, and it works okay. out okay. And my mate is an Irishman, and yeah, he's a drinker. <laughs> and so we- <laughs> We've pretty much been drinking vodka driving across Bulgaria like the whole day. We're like toasted. Okay. We, uh, we go to this nightclub and it's with this weird nightclub where they you don't use money. They give you a card and you're like meant to pay your bill at the end. And I'm like, man, that sounds like a scam. And I like went to calculate how much a bottle of vodka and you know, a couple of cans of Red Bull was. And it was like $10. I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. <laughs> Right. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the most expensive place in town. You know, it was awesome. And the, my my buddy was so toasted. I eventually had to kick open the door of a toilet to like carry him home. <laughs> and, and so I'm dragging him out of this nightclub, and we're going down into this old town with cobbled streets. And I knew we were staying close, but you know, I don't know the town or anything, so it's nearby. And so I thought I'll just jump in a taxi. So I pull out my wallet to like see if I got any money, and this chick grabs my wallet and so i like grab this chick and like wrestle it to the ground uh get my wallet back she then goes to mace me yeah i duck duck out of the way hits my mate smashed in the face he wakes up to being maced (laughs) man that sounds like a movie it this is a scene in a movie right here Then run him down the road. We jump into this taxi. This chick is like clawing at the door. I'm like, like trying to kick to get her out of here. Wow. And like tell the taxi driver, drive off, drive off. Taxi driver drives away and goes, You know that was a man, right? Whoa. <laughs> I thought she was real strong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, so a Bulgarian he she. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We get back to the hotel. Yeah, I take my mate back up up to the room, and the uh, the guy in the lobby, the recep the receptionist calls up and says, oh, "There's some problem." And I, you know, Bulgarian being different to Russian, I couldn't really understand exactly what he's saying. So I'm like, "I'll just go on down." Something about go towels, down. maybe. Yeah, you don't yeah, know. Right. I go, go down to the lobby, and this she man is in the lobby. I'm like, "Oh Jesus, what's going on?" And so, like, I'm, you know, people are screaming and stuff. And I'm like, this is not a situation I want to be in. I'm just going to call the police. And so I call the police, you know, speak to someone. They go, yep, cool, we'll, we'll send someone over. I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, about 10 seconds later, there's a police car out the front. I'm like, wow, that was fast. Whoa, oops. Okay, foreshadowing. Like, Thank you. Good job. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, would you mind coming with, with, with us up to the station? I'm like, yeah, sure, no worries. And then they start asking some questions and whatnot. It takes about half an hour for me to realize that we're actually the ones being arrested now. Whoops. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the one thing that they probably didn't count on is that my buddy, he works for Amnesty International. And, you know, he was like just quoting every law under the sun, you know, and going nuts at him. And they eventually went. Well, this is this is just too hard. We're not. not, We're not gonna, this is not going to work out for us. <laughs> let these guys go. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was some sort of scam that the she man was involved with. The it uh, sounds like it police. was a total like uh, yeah sting kind of like we want to shake these guys down for some money or something. So next morning we wake up, and my mate's like, 
You know what we should do? We should go back to that police station and demand an apology. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, what? No. <laughs> He's like, I'm an EU citizen. They're an EU country. They have to abide by the EU laws. Wow. I'm like, oh, geez, dude, you're asking for trouble. Yes, he is. <laughs> and so we march into this police station. <laughs> He's like, I want to talk to someone. I want to make a formal complaint. And so, like, this giant of a man comes out, this huge police officer wearing a big leather jacket. I'm just like, oh, my God, he's just going to kill us. <laughs> he, like, walks us out the back of the police station. We're going down this dark alley where all the cells are. It smells like urine. They're like, oh, this is not a place you want to die. Like, <laughs> Wait in this room. <laughs> wow. Like, Sit down. I'm going, oh, shit, what's going on? Comes back in a few minutes later and he's like, Brings us up some stairs and he's like, as you walk in, this is the uh, the minister for the Burgas area. This is the chief police for you know, this station or whatever. We walk in and there's a little EU and Bulgarian flag. They're like, oh, welcome, brother. Please sit down. Cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> now, now everybody's friends. Oh, everyone's friends. And no shit, we got a letter of apology from the Burgas police. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a crazy story, man. <laughs> That's something that you got to put on your office wall. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, for was, sure you were going to spend a night in jail just for asking. Oh, it was it was amazing. They're like, oh, we're we're very poor crunchy. Do not leave report. <laughs> we do not need investigation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah, it so, out great. <laughs> yeah. So be careful on how much how much you drink in Bulgaria. Indeed. That's the takeaway right there. <laughs> um, they, they got some really good vodka, man. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. So, okay. So let's let's move on to this drugged by a beautiful woman in Latvia. <laughs> Jesus. And how do you have all of these stories? <laughs> hey, I didn't make it up, dude. It's, it's on your sheet. <laughs> it's just you don't get to say them. Most of the podcasts you're on are about business. So they just kind of laugh about these things. This is the show for me. I love these. <laughs> this, this, this is the truth. So, yeah. So um, traveling with my dad this time, uh, we're sitting in Riga Square in Latvia. Nice uh, June or July day with beautiful weather. And, you know, Latvia has the most beautiful women on earth. It was amazing. Yeah. No, no, I'm with you on that whole Eastern European kind of, they call it the land of the walking Barbie doll in the military. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're sit- sitting in this medieval square, just, you know, drinking some pints, watching the sun. And there's these two girls on the other side of the square and, and dad starts like waving them over. <laughs> and they came over and were like, yeah, cool, why not? Having a chat. And, you know, they tell me they're from Moscow and I'd just been living in Moscow. So I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Wait, whereabouts and blah, blah. And their story seemed a little bit strange. But I'm like, yeah, whatever. You're cute. And they're like, let's, let's go to this other bar. I'm like, all right, sure. And, you know, I'm with my dad, right, who's well, he's a few years older than me. But, uh, you know, still a very handsome man too, I guess. But uh, as we go into this bar, these girls, like, start being, like, really all over us. And you're like... This isn't exactly how women normally act, but anyway, we'll go with it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You're not going to look a gift horse in the mouth at this point. Yeah, pretty You're much. You're going, this so, This feels fishy, but let's go with it. But, but they're hot, so you know, let's, yeah, let's see right. where it's going to go. Okay. And so uh, we we have a shot with them, and we're doing some dancing. And Dad and I go, what is the scam they got here? 
and have another shot. And then went, oh, what's what's the bill? And I looked at the bill for eight shots. It was like a thousand dollars. Oh like, my god! Hell, that's your scam, hey? <laughs> <laughs> so we like Oops. let's get out of here. And, yeah. You know, uh, I I walked out and dad wasn't behind me and i went went shit where is he yeah walked back down there was already a crowd of people trying to trying to hold him back and i just reached through the crowd and grabbed him and took him out and so we went back sitting in the square and eventually started talking to some other ladies and having a good old time and uh, they invited us to this party on top of a rooftop and just as we started getting up there we started getting really like dizzy and well, like, and our memories just go from one to the next. It's like one minute you're standing here talking to that person, next you're over there. And, you know, next we were locked in a, uh, in a staircase going, how do we get out? We're like, man, we were off our, like whatever, they drugged us in the first bar. And, well, we were kind of alcoholics at the time. So it, <laughs> <laughs> we needed a lot of drugs and it didn't quite give us enough. Yeah, okay. Man, like we, we were just no idea what was going on. But eventually we made our way home and then it all started to wear off and we're like, oh, that was weird. Let's go get another drink. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically that's, that's one, you could say that's one good argument for being, you know, sort of like a boozer, you know. Yes, exactly. It it builds like a, a, yeah, it builds up <laughs> your defense. The there you go. <laughs> to evil, beautiful women that want to, you know, yeah. steal your money and rape you. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eastern Europe could be a bit sketchy at times, but it's, yeah, it's still a great place to be. So, okay. There's, 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 you've got a long list of really fun stories on here. So, I mean, we can, we can get back to SEO whenever you want, but I'm going to keep going as long as I can. Oh. <laughs> so you hallucinated on absinthe in Serbia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was actually a, a New Year's Eve in Belgrade. Uh, I'd just taken a train through Serbia and, uh, Walking along, celebrating New Year's, I had a bottle of vodka like I seem to always when I'm in Eastern Europe. <laughs> and I'm just handing it out. You know, everyone that's walking past me, I'm like giving them a shot. There you go, buddy. Get that India. And there's this other guy walking the other way with some absinthe. That, you know, not the stuff that you buy in the shop. It's like homegrown, homemade stuff, you know. Yeah. I'm like, sure, I'll have a bit of that. Well, about half an hour later, walking through this like outdoor rock festival. You know, it's like minus 10 degrees celsius you know it's Oof. i don't know what that is in american cool uh, yeah there's <laughs> ice and snow everywhere there's there's guys wrestling with their shirts off around a fire i'm like what's going on here wow <laughs> and i'm like leaning up against a tree feeling the music go through my body <laughs> but, uh, i remember like holding onto a park bench and i had to turn to my mate and say Man, if I let go, I'm going to float off into the heaven. <laughs> that, sh- that shit was intense. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been able to find it again. It was a good night. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least there was no, like, uh, uh, crime involved. No crime. That, that, night that was either. just, I, that was just a, a, a kind of a bad trip. Yeah, I didn't have any ladies trying to molest me, so it was quite okay. <laughs> or lady men, or police. <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
Wow. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's, that's great. I love it. These are all really good. So now when you were, when you were doing these, cause it says here you traveled around for, for two years and you were basically, uh, backpacking, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I lived out of a backpack for two years. I lived in Russia, traveling around the U S you know, the Caribbean, a lot of Australia, you know, a lot of Asia, you know, working on my business, kind of finding out what I wanted to do. Wasn't really being very serious about anything at the time, just enjoying life. But, you know, no, yeah, making you're, a bit of money here. You're there, vagabonding, was, basically. Yeah, 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 it was great. Been a digital nomad, you'd call it these days, I guess. Right, right, right. And, you I, know, I invented it before it was cool. <laughs> Yeah, this was all like like two thousand eight, two thousand nine ish. Yeah, yeah, that's about the about the time. Yeah, wow, that's nice. Mm. So now, did you ever even think you were going to go back to doing a job, or did you start uh, making enough money right away? I actually, I did. You didn't need uh, as much of- because, you know, right? <laughs> a lot of these places are a lot cheaper than uh, living, you know, renting a, a place in London for crying out loud. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. the, the Western Western countries are ridiculously expensive. Right. Uh, yeah, I actually did run out of money after my vagabonding and business, you know, wasn't, it was kind of like, just as I started going, I'm running out of money, maybe I should be focused on my business. And, and so I started to get focused, but then I was like, I'm sick of being poor. And so I went and got a job and, yeah, you know, saved some money and kept working on my business to build it up to, a, you know, enough where I could quit my job. And, yeah, I've been doing that ever since. But that's the that's the perfect model of vagabonding. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you've read the book, but that's that's what I, I did. Actually, I did. it's a I really read, good book. Yeah, it's a really nice book. I, I read that in about 2009 traveling on a train through Russia. That's perfect. I mean, it's a, yeah. such a tiny little book, but. Uh, I picked it up because I think uh, of Tim Ferriss's podcast, and uh, yeah. yeah, and it's it's a lot more. Um, hmm, it's like philosophical almost, right? About yeah, well, I mean, it, it it taught me a lot too. Like living out of a suitcase, uh, living out of a backpack. It's like I didn't have it the first year. I had lots of money, and the second year I had next to no money, and that was much more interesting. You know, like I it's more of a challenge, more. right? <laughs> yeah, and I. Yeah, you know, I remember sleeping on beaches in Puerto Rico, getting woken up by the police. You know, like, you know, we're sleeping on lawn furniture all around Florida. You know, like, we're, <laughs> we're just that sounds more a, dangerous. Sleeping on lawn furniture, find an empty house, and like go around to their their pool and like sleep on their lounge chairs. You know, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we had nowhere to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, but it teaches you that. You don't need things. Things like right. uh, lock you down, and you know uh, there's this really beautiful book called The Daily Stoic. Oh yeah, and that's another Tim Ferriss favorite, I think. Oh, I love he, it. I he's very into stoicism, and so I like it because it gives uh, modern interpretations of what the great Stoics said. Yeah, and there was one just the other day that was like, you know, nothing comes for free. Like even if someone gives you a Ferrari, you know now you've got the burden of caring for this really expensive car yeah you know you're right so the more yeah. stuff you have the more burdened you are like, correct so yes if you can live with nothing then you you're just free and happy right yeah mm. i just went through that so i was in the air force 20 years right so yep. that meant like every three years or so uh my wife and i would move right and so you go through this whole moving process right 
And then there's this moment in that process where you have all, all your all your stuff is packed and then you have to clean up your house. And I usually stayed in uh, government housing, right? Mm-hmm. And then one of the last big stressful things is the housing office comes in and inspects how well you cleaned <laughs> <laughs> your house, right? And if you pass, your your reward for passing is A, you get they'll sign your little uh, you can leave sheet yeah. <laughs> right important because you know at that point you really want to leave uh, yeah, and yeah. then you give them your house key and then you leave the house forever and you stay at a hotel until you actually fly away mm-hmm. boy wow what that is you know the first time I did it so liberating when I gave them the key here you go <laughs> think it's like <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, and that and that I just kind of went through something like that because I just moved from Los Angeles to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Total like life upgrade. My my, I'm renting now, but my rent is like almost well, it's just about half what, of what my mortgage was in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. So I, my, I think the overall goal of getting out of California is just like making the base cheaper. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I, I, I live in Cambodia and, you know, this is Phnom Penh's an expensive city for Southeast Asia, really. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I love it. You know, like I eat out three meals a day. You know, nice. I, I like that. I, yeah. I, you know, I, just uh, dinner with a bunch of friends and you know, tonight, that, like I do every night. It's, so how it's, hard is it to live there, like, uh, passport-wise? I mean, can you just Cambodia there? is fantastic. You just yeah. you just pay for the visa and you can extend it for as long as you want. It's, oh, wow. Yeah, like 25 bucks a month and Sheesh. you're done. So yeah, money so like, really does kind of open doors. <laughs> yeah. And Good to know. Other, other countries like Thailand – it's a pain to live long term. Okay. Uh, you have to do visa runs and stuff. Uh, Does that mean you have to go to got, another country and then come back for another 90 days? Yeah. Okay. Unless you've got uh, significant money and then you can get a retirement visa and that's, yeah, that's no problem at all. Okay. Yeah, they just basically don't want, which makes sense. They don't want poor people coming to their country. You know, they've got enough of those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it sounds sad, but yeah, it's true. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They want people that'll like add value. Yeah, and and actually right. every every country does that. The U.S. Sure. Australia, of they, course, they have the. It's you know a lot bigger, but I, I think it's something like a five hundred thousand dollar in a business investment, and you can usually get citizenship to most Western countries. Wow, that's not as much as I thought. It does vary on different countries. Sure. Yeah. It's of course. Usually about that. <laughs> so let's let's find another funny story that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, drunkenly jumped into in a shark pool in the Bahamas. So, so this was on my second, my last year of traveling broke. Okay. My uh, my uncle used to run Atlantis in the Bahamas. You know that big hotel there. Okay. And so I was so broke. Like I got to the airport and. I had to hitchhike to the hotel. Like I, I, I hitchhiked two, two, uh, two vans and a boat. And I, you know, I'd been sleeping <laughs> on a beach in Puerto Rico. I hadn't showered in days. I woke up to woke up to woke up to this giant hotel. I'm like, uh, yeah, I got a reservation. And I'm like feeling just 
I'm so out of place. I'm all dirty. I got my backpack. And oh yeah, come with me, sir. I'm like, oh geez, I'm getting in trouble already. And they take me over to this VIP area. I'm like, oh, this is all right. Like, oh yeah, we just need to swipe your credit card for like twenty thousand dollars. Like, I've got twenty dollars. You kidding me? <laughs> twenty thousand dollars. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. And so apparently they called my uncle and it was all fine. But uh, I check in my room. And, you know, I haven't eaten for ages. So I'm like, man, let's have a look around. Like a bottle of water is like $10. I'm like, man, I can't afford to eat here. Mm. I was having dinner with my uncle that night. So I'm like, I'll just wait till then. Okay. And, wow. and so I go and see him and um, chatting and whatnot. He goes, well, you know that card they gave you at reception, right? And I'm like, yeah, what is it? He's like, well, that means you can charge whatever you want to the hotel. You can go anywhere in the Bahamas and just charge whatever you want to the hotel. I went, what, what do you mean? I can do anything I want. <laughs> wow. Anything you want. Wow. Well, nice uncle. I'm now a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I spent like $800 on sushi the next day. I'm like ordering champagne up to my room. It was freaking amazing. Wow. Yeah, like here's like in the bar, there's, you know, kind of old, older people or, you know, younger people that are with their parents. Okay. And I'm hanging with all these like 20-year-old kids who are – you know, they were teasing some other kid because the Learjet that his parents brought him in on was like last year's model. Like, man, <laughs> <laughs> you guys have way too much money. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And they're all falling over each other to like pay for the next round. And it's like, man, I could charge it for free. But, you know, you, you go and spend $1,000 on a round of drinks, whatever. Wow. And, you know, it was great hanging out with all these like little Richie people. But, you know, I, I met these bunch of girls from uh, New York. And we had a pretty crazy night drinking a whole bunch of uh, champagne. And they have these pools in Atlantis that are pretty nice. To, you walk over all these bridges and they got all these little stingrays and sharks swimming through them. Oh, lovely. So, so yeah, it looks beautiful and couldn't really help myself. Had to jump on in there and uh, go swimming the stingrays and the sharks. It, probably not the smartest decision, but... <laughs> <laughs> It did get me a free invitation to New York, though, so it was kind of worth it. <laughs> what was it on a dare? Well, it was just trying to impress these girls, you know. Ah, uh, and it, it apparently worked. <laughs> yeah, because then I went and stayed with this like super rich chick in New York who like just paid for everything on Daddy's credit card. It was wicked. <laughs> Man, I'd, and I'd, I'd never been to New York before, and yeah, man, she just showed me around in total class. It was awesome. Wow, that's a yeah. great story. Yeah, it's, and it's it, nice to, and nice you to didn't see get anything. You, you didn't get anything bitten off, so that's you know. Thankfully, thankfully, that's, well, that's a yeah. plus. She she bit a piece of my soul away, but <laughs> you didn't fall in love, did you? <laughs> no, she was just a nasty thing. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so and I felt like a bit of a hoe. <laughs> oh, I have a I, I have a, a a being used like a, a piece of man meat. It was, it, you know, there was uh, where was I? I was in uh, Hawaii, and uh, there was this married couple, right, and that that I worked with. Um, and the guy comes up to me and says, "Hey, um, I need a favor." And I'm like, okay, what kind of favor? And he's like, well, my wife has got a girlfriend coming to Hawaii to visit. 
And, uh, you know, she's looking for a companion, just somebody to hang out with. And, uh, and I'm like, well, what do you mean? You know, just hang out or hang out, hang out. And he's like, now, it was actually the wife asking me to be the hangout person. But then the, the husband is sort of like going wink, wink, wink. Right. So he's suggesting that, you know, there might be something more than just hanging out in the mm-hmm. cards. Right. So um, I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Whatever. Right. So it turns out then that um, their plans like immediately like shifted. Right. And I'm at like this lunch and they're like, hey, we're flying to Maui. You want to come? And I'm like. When are you leaving? Uh, about, you know, an hour. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> so I just went, okay, and uh, and got on a plane with nothing but what I had on, you know. And I was like, I'll buy a toothbrush there. <laughs> and then it turned out that uh, she was definitely into me and, and making me into a piece of, like, used trash, which was, was awesome. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I know the feeling of uh, you know, sort of like. I think um, the the wife called me and said, "You should call, you know, you should call her." And now that she's back in the states, because you know, it seems like you guys have something going on. And I'm like, "Do we?" <laughs> I don't think we do. An thing, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so uh, before we wrap up, there's there's one more uh, story on here that I can't pass up. We smuggled a car with fake plate from Belgium through France, United Kingdom uh, to Ireland. Yes. So yeah, how how this what so, set it up? So after I uh, ran out of money and went and got a job, I first uh, got a job in Dublin. And then I wanted to move to the continent. And so I got a job in Brussels in Belgium. Okay. And I just moved there and got a job uh, for Sony working in research and development. See, that's the uh, cool thing about being an engineer. You can, you'll never not have a job. Oh, it's, that was, yeah, it's easy, it's easy you know, because yeah. they're in high demand and yeah, it was yeah. an awesome job working on super cool technology. Right. It's top secret stuff for Sony. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, I got an apartment, got a car, a really nice Mercedes convertible. And then I thought, well, I better go and get a visa. And <laughs> I went and saw a lawyer. He went, dude, there ain't no visa for you. You kidding me? Like, it's it's hard to get a visa in the in Europe. And I went, oh, shit. But you already had and a job. I mean, how can they give I, you a job without? And no one checked my visa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they were being artfully vague about that whole thing. Well, the, re- the reason why is because I was always a contractor and I had an Irish residency and I was con- had my own Irish company that I was contracting through, through an agency in the UK that was contracting Sony in Belgium. So it was a little bit convoluted and no one really knew who was checking what. So gotcha. kind of snuck through there. <laughs> and All right. So when I had my car, they gave me temporary plates and I was meant to go to Dublin to get my car registered. And instead I was just having a good time, like driving up to Amsterdam, driving down to Paris, you know, driving over to Frankfurt. And uh, one day I was going to go to work and there was all policemen standing around my car I was like, ooh, that's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And sure, sure enough, a tow truck came along and 
up my car went. I'm like, oh, man. <sighs> and so I, uh, I go down to the police station and I said to the lady, excuse me, do you speak English? And she said in perfect English, this is a French-speaking country. Learn French. <laughs> oh, God, man. This is, this is not going to go well. Wow. And so I'm trying to get my car out of impound and like they're, they're not they're not having a bar of it because I'm a freaking illegal alien, you know, like I can't show documents and stuff. It's not happening. The The guy that owned the dealership that I uh, bought it from, he came down. He was trying to give him, he's going, I've got dealer plates. I've got dealer insurance. Give me the car. They wouldn't do it. Mm. Uh, he was from Lebanese descent. Okay. And we went out the back. Uh, we met some Arab dudes. They were speaking in Arabic and he gave him a bit of money. Uh-huh. And sooner or later, my car appeared. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> we, okay. drove to his, we drove to his uh, dealership. He made up fake Belgian plates. <laughs> he put them on my car. He's gone, drive to Dublin now. <laughs> wow. So I sped through France, through the UK, over to Dublin, and, yeah, smuggled my car. <laughs> wow. Yikes. So did you take did you take the channel, or no, did, you, did you put it you took, you put it on the ferry? Yeah, it's pre, it's pretty cool. There's a the Euro Tunnel. The Euro Tunnel. It's a train. Right, right. It's a train where you yeah you drive the car, the car on the, the train. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I did that. That's why I asked because uh, they had I, I was uh, lived in England when I was in the Air Force, and uh-huh. they had specials where you 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 take your car to dover and uh, the the ticket was super cheap if you were just doing the um shopping trip to calais uh-huh yeah so we did that like we actually got hotels in dover because we were coming back the same day <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so yeah that's 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 a good uh uh good story i like that um i uh, lo- love living in europe it's amazing yeah oh yeah europe's great Hey, Chris, this has been uh, a blast. Well, cheers, Jeff. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad that I got to tell all my ridiculously drunken stories. Yeah. And everyone thinks that I'm a, a lush. Know, sort of wild man. <laughs> well, you are the coolest guy in SEO. That is indeed, indeed the coolest guy in SEO. You so Google you, that and you see my pretty face. This, this show is definitely serving your brand there. So, uh, so folks can get a hold of you and check your stuff out at uh, rdoorseo.com. Is there anything else we need to talk about? I, I think we've talked too much, Jeff. <laughs> we've said it all, Chris. Thank you so much. <laughs> this has been a hoot. Hey, all right, thanks. Thanks very much. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V-double-E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.